What's up, y'all? And welcome back to Daddy's Talk. I am your host, Robert, and today we're going to be talking about 20th Century Boys Perfect Edition Volume 4. So let's get to it. What's up, everybody? So welcome back to Danny's Talk. As always, if this is your first time here, welcome. And if you're been if you've been rocking with me for a while, then welcome back. As usual, you know if you're not already, make sure to subscribe, follow, share, all that fun stuff. Be much appreciated. So let's just dive right into it, cause honestly, very excited. <laughs> Because I know, you know, originally I said that this might be like a once a month thing, me reading through these. But after the way that uh, volume three ended and then I when when I was down about at, at the store, like not long afterwards, whatever, I ended up taking a sneak peek at the first page of the first chapter of this one when I was at the store. And I was like, dang it, I shouldn't have looked. Cause now I want it. And then I ended up going back the next day and buying it just because like the first chapter is called escape. So it's like, okay, I need to know right now what is going on. <laughs> so that's why you're getting this video. It's already a twice within a month. So, but, uh, but yeah, as always, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to do a little, just like general kind of like conversation about it before getting to spoilers and specific topics about it but of course you know as expected this is volume four there's gonna be some spoilers and stuff whatever you know we're four volumes into the series but still try to try to keep it a little light up front but uh but yeah but just just first thing as, as always i just gotta say like freaking loved it like another great volume and i'm just i'm, I'm already excited to go and read the next one though i feel like because of how this one ended I am excited, but it in I guess like like the way it, it, this uh, volume ended compared to the last one, you know, it's a little bit more of a clean break. But I'm still eager to go and get the next one. But I'm gonna try to try to pace myself. <laughs> but we'll see. Hey, if if you end up seeing another video in the next week, then <laughs> you already know what happened. But uh, but yeah. So as we can tell by the cover. This book kind of revolves around a lot of uh I believe his name is a Yoshu Yoshu Zine. If I'm if I'm pronouncing his name right, let me see. That, that's one thing I like about these is that they have like the little character thing at the beginning of every volume. So you can kind of see like okay, like here's all the players, you know, going on in the story. And then as we have those that, you know, that we're seeing like older versions of or whatever, or younger versions, we're kind of getting those duality pictures, which, which I'm really enjoying. But, um, but yeah, Yoshu Sune. But, uh, but yeah, so th this one kind of followed a lot about him as well as continuing what Shogun and the, uh, and the manga artist dude were up to at the end of volume three. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it just kind of like, like, like more people are getting wrapped up and pulled into this. Um, one of which this, this young lady, which I'll talk about in a minute, she ends up, uh, what's her name? Uh, 
Koi Koizumi Kozumi, and it's just like it's like this thing just keeps on growing and just spiraling out of control. But we also did get to learn a lot more backstory about like what specifically happened on the uh, what's dubbed as Bloody New Year's Eve on uh, no December thirty first, uh, two thousand. So yeah, like but yeah. So in, in general. <laughs> Really enjoyed it. Um, I I just need to go ahead and just dive into spoilers and stuff because it's kind of hard for me to try to talk about anything without spoilers. So just know, like, hey, yes, thumbs up, another great volume. But let's kind of you know talk, walk through, talk through this one again. So just kind of the story so far: Tokyo, twenty fourteen, in the heart of Kabuki Kabukicho, a girl named Kana lives in hiding. She's been protect, protected by Chono a police detective who has become aware of the mysterious deaths happening around them. The two of them have discovered that the perpetrator of these deaths may be working from inside the police force. They also learned of a plan to assassinate the Pope during his visit to Japan. Meanwhile, Okcho, imprisoned in Umihataro since the events of Bloody New Year's Eve, so he's been there for 14 years, has hatched a plan with a young manga artist named Kakuta to escape so they can protect Kana, the last hope. So yeah, so that, that's kind of where the state of the story is, you know, when we start this volume. So yeah, pretty much like I said, like, like this one pretty much starts off with freaking the escape. So this is what I saw. <laughs> Those of you that are watching the video, this is what I saw on when i was in the store and i took a peek and i saw chapter one titled escape and i see a head poking out through the wall and i was like yep i i really i need to i need to see what's going on <laughs> so um so yeah so so shogun and kakuta began their escape in this volume and they're having to sneak through vents they end up dropping down on some guards taking them out that way they can get to a easier entryway but they soon get to a point where basically where they see that their path is blocked because of the events of the uh, from 14 years ago the the connecting bridge to connect the, the island the prisons on to the mainland collapsed so part of their path ends up getting blocked and so they end up having to travel underwater for a portion of their journey. And during this, we end up getting a little flashback to uh, Kenji them as kids where uh, Kenji and Okcho end up having a breath holding contest and Kenji ended up winning. And it just kind of stunned everybody because he was. He was kind of in the group because they had the kids split up in like, okay, kids that, that can swim, kids that can't swim. Kenji couldn't swim, but hey, he still had his breath. And so that kind of led us to Okcho having to go deep underwater, try to find an alternate route. Well, he was gone for a long time. So Kakuta ended up freaking out and going in after him. But Kakuta's crazy butt ends up getting his leg caught on a door in the process and he almost drowns but luckily shogun comes and finds him and they end up you know making it to the other side of the debris and getting out but of course everybody's on high alert the freaking um 
they got helicopters out the wazoo just hovering overhead just searching for them and stuff and of course you know this is kind of like a situation where shogun is very seasoned he knows what he's doing about you know he knows stuff to look out for whereas kakata very naive you know he you know like i said he's just a manga artist he doesn't know about any of this stuff and how to handle it but luckily shogun's there to kind of help guide him and so they end up catching a ride on this uh fisherman boat and uh because honestly it was a gamble because <laughs> there are some uh some foreigners that sometimes go shipping go fishing in the bay and so shogun took a chance that it might be a foreigner because if it is then they would be likely to help them to give them a ride to the mainland because they also don't want to get caught by the government and stuff as well. And so, yeah, they end up getting to the mainland and Shogun immediately falls to his knees as he ends up seeing this giant idol thing that we learn later on was used in the freaking giant <laughs> Derner Kaiju type of battle back on bloody new year's Eve. But, um, but Shogun ends up having a flashback to this time when they were kids and they were planning on going to this uh to this thing called the Expo of Dreams. But they did all basically they, they ended up doing a bunch of planning, but the kids weren't able to go because like his Kenji's family wouldn't let him go because his dad took them on vacation, but he didn't end up doing nothing. Uh Donkey, like he couldn't afford to go. Like he he tried to ride Kenji's bike there, but got halfway barely halfway Kenji's bike broke down and so basically none of the kids got to go to the event and so that's kind of brought up because uh because there's another uh expo getting ready to happen soon and so and so Shogun you know he's asking you know asking questions because you know he's been in prison for 14 years and so Shogun's asking, like, who is behind this crazy project as far as, like, this new expo? And then Kakuza is like, who else? The friends. And then uh, Shogun ends up seeing the freaking giant friends symbol on top of the statue thing. So, we end up now getting introduced to a young lady named Koizumi. So, Koizumi, she ended up... So, she's a young lady who we find out is actually in the same school, same, I think same uh, class or at least age group as Kana. And so she has little care in the world. She is just busy. She's trying to like run all over town, chasing different bands and stuff, whatever, skipping school, just, hey, trying, trying to live her life. Well, she ends up in a situation where she has to do a report, uh, uh, a Japanese history report. And she's just making up stuff, trying to figure out something to do. And she ends up saying, you know what? I'm going to do a report on Endo Kenji. And the teacher is trying to be like, hey, uh, nah, let, let's let's not do that. Pick, pick something else. And she is so adamant about it. And she's like, no, I want to do it. I want to do it. And so he ends up, you know, he ends up having flashbacks himself. But she ends up uh, kept poking and prodding. And then she's pointing out stuff of like, well, you know, like the, uh, uh hold on, what did she say? Because she was like, yeah, because yeah, the teacher is recounting everything about how Kenji then was releasing the virus and all this stuff. And then 
Koizumi, she ends up saying like, well, if you ask me, something is really fishy here. You know, I, I never, I noticed this way back. This picture here, you know, the, the famous, uh, you know, it's the one that's famous in the, into the history books, or whatever. And the title says members of terrorist group Kenji faction controlling giant robot or giant uh, object. And she says, except there's something wrong with this photograph. The giant object was supposed to be advancing through the streets of Tokyo, spraying deadly microbes. So how come those of the Kenji faction are on the street? They be in danger themselves. And the teacher's like, well, they, they're trying to control the thing. Da, 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 da. And she's like, I don't see. She's like, I don't see a controller. She's like, looks like they're trying to confront it. And so, like I said, she just kept on pushing. The teacher was like, all right, fine. Well, now she's in a pickle because basically she ends up, you know, trying to go and do some research and stuff. And basically she ends up running or she ends up going to the, uh, to the memorial area where, where they had like a lot of like the victims names and stuff, whatever. And this is where she ends up meeting Kami-sama. Now, Basically, Kami-sama tries to, once again, tries to sway her, like, hey, you might not want to research this, you know, let it go, go do something else. And so through this, we end up, you know, having a situation where our notorious uh, killer cop ends up beating down another homeless person or whatever. And so Shogun and Kakuza ends up seeing, like, the aftermath of it or whatever, and so they end up, you know, basically they basically they end up through all this stuff, or whatever, kind of like hiding, going into hiding and stuff. And so Koizuma, she ends up still following around uh, Kami-sama, trying to get information and stuff. And through this, whatever, Kami-sama ends up just like writing down, giving her an autograph or whatever, and just telling her like, hey, go sell this, make some money and just leave this alone. And so we end up finding out that it seems like at some point over the 14 years or something, Kami-sama ended up going to space. <laughs> and he is actually super wealthy, but he just chooses to live on the streets. He just chooses this life. And so, yeah. And so basically we end up in a situation where, um, where basically the police get tipped off that to go looking around the homeless people area. And that's where they end up stumbling across uh, Shogun and Kakuza. And so, yeah. So they're, they're in hiding. And then this is kind of where we start getting into, you know, because Kakuza, basically Shogun tells Kakuza, like, yo, you just get out of here. Go live your life. Go write your manga, whatever you want to do. You don't need to be around me. But Kakuza, he's saying, he said, I want to tell your story through my manga, but how can I tell my story if I don't know what happened? And then we end up getting to this moment where both Kami-sama and Shogun end up telling uh, Koizumi and uh, Kakuza respectively that fine, I'll tell you what happened. And then we end up getting this page with this like freaking awesome color page spread of the whole crew on bloody new year's eve and so yeah i freaking I, I just love this color spread just of of the group of them going to face off against the uh the giant robot thing uh and so yeah so basically we start to you know we, we end up going back you know we're following our group 
as they go to head towards the giant robot and seeing what's going on with it. And so we end up, man, it's it, it just like so much stuff happens because basically through this or whatever, because everybody ends up splitting off and going to groups. And what's his name? Monchan and Yakuji, they're in a group together. And so through conversation, um, basically Monchan ends up telling her, they're like, basically like, hey, like, like we need you to get out of here because we need you to end up looking after Kana because basically if things go left, and and you know we end up in trouble con is going to be our last hope and through all this conversation through all this stuff whatever i think it ends up getting brought up again or ends up being told that kana is the head friend's child that was birthed between him and kenji's sister um and we also learned that manchin apparently also had like a terminal illness which is kind of another reason why he ended up not caring about coming on this mission because he's like, you know what, if I'm about to die anyways, I want to go out, you know, doing something meaningful. And so, yeah. And so, yeah, so we end up having our crew going after, you know, splitting up or whatever. And so some of them end up going after the control room of where they think the robot is being controlled. And it's just a group of the freaking cult people just laughing because they have freaking cameras all over the city. And so they're just watching the robot thing smashing up and down the streets. They're watching people just dying and they're just laughing about it. And so basically through this, whatever, they end up uh, telling Kenji where or they end up spotting the person that's controlling the, the robot thing. And so... And so, yeah, so basically Kenji ends up getting to the building and ends up confronting the friend and or, or who he thinks is the friend. Because we, we found out later on that, of course, the, the guy isn't going to put himself out there like that or, or in that situation. But there ends up being a little tussle between Kenji and, and who he thinks is the person controlling it or whatever. And... No, 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 not Kenji. It ends up being a, a tussle between uh one of the other friends of the group. Hold on, let me see. Who was it? It was it was uh uh Fukabe. So they end up having a tussle. And unfortunately, freaking Fukabe and this dude both end up falling off the side of this freaking skyscraper. But as they're falling, Fukabe pulls off the guy's mask and like the last thing he says is this isn't Sadakio, the person that, that they think is the person behind the mask he's like this isn't him that's the last thing he says as they both tumble off the side of the freaking building and so yeah man so yeah so we end up you know getting some flashbacks or whatever of you know of like one of the last conversations that Kenji and Fukube end up having but uh, but yeah, Kenji ends up reporting on the radio that Fukabe fell, fell to his death. And yeah, and so basically Kenji ends up, you know, getting in the truck and they end up driving towards well, the truck full of dynamite and, dynamite and they end up driving towards the uh, the freaking robot thing. But we also end up getting like a little small flashback of Kenji rocking out and stuff um and we end up learning that basically 
the song that uh that kind of is listened to whatever was a song that kenji you know basically made up in in this kind of like in these final hours but during all this crisis or whatever where you know uh everything's going on of course what's his name this freaking friend dude that keeps on popping up um sorry let me find his name real quick uh mind Jones. He ends up showing up, pretending to be the savior. That's like, like, hey, sorry, sorry, no, because everybody's like, 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 where have y'all been? Where have the friends been in this time of crisis? And he basically is like, he's like, hey, sorry for being late, but we have developed a antidote. That that is what we have been doing. We have been in the trenches, in the lab, cooking up an antidote to save humanity, to save the world, and so. Basically, while he is doing that, Kenji them end up getting underneath the robot, and this is basically where they learn that the, that this is no intricate robot thing. It is like a blimp with some held up on basically like duct tape and wires, because like because basically like once they get underneath it, they just see like how makeshift this thing is, and so. Yeah, so basically, so that's where Kenji ends up climbing up into the hub of, or like, like uh, ends up climbing up into the into the to the robot thing, and so like I said, this is going in parallel with with uh, Manjom lying to everybody, and then this is kind of where we get introduced to this freaking giant uh, tower thing that the friends made to fight against the robot that they created so that it could look like, oh, we're coming in to save everybody. And so, yeah. So Kenji ends up getting inside, sees that there's a dummy inside, and he's getting ready to plant some dynamite. And so this is where the other giant tower thing ends up coming to clash with the giant robot thing. That's freaking wild. <laughs> freaking giant kaiju mech things whatever and so yeah so then uh then the friend pops out and like i said this is where we get kenji's song so kenji ends up you know creating this song in this final hour as he goes to confront the friend and so yeah and so yeah so things end up going there and this is also where we have a moment, or like I said, this is where we find out because because uh, we go back to the present day where Kana is with uh, the detective and she's playing the song that she's always listened to, whatever, and that is you know Kenji's song. And so, yeah, and then we get another freaking just beautiful color spread of the whole crew or or just everybody that's involved or that has been involved with. Uh, with the situation and this is where we kind of get the reveal that so throughout the series or throughout these volumes so far we keep on having this moment where this like political figure is on stage talking about like talking about like without them you know we would not be here today and this whole time i thought we thought that they were talking about kenji and the, and the and what they dub as the 20th century boys but no they were talking about the freaking friends they are the ones getting the praise and the accolades 
for supposedly saving humanity when we all know that they are the ones that caused it all. And so, yeah. So then we end up going back to uh, to the young lady, uh, Koizumi, her and Kamisama, as he's telling her the story. And she's finding out, like, okay, the truth behind it, behind all this stuff. And so with her finding out the truth, when she goes back to school, she ends up trying to get out of it because, like I said, Kamisama is like, yo, drop it. Do not get involved. But it is too late because now her teacher is like, hey, too late. You say you want to do this. So... We uh so basically the the board of education. Now that's how you know it's fishy when the board of education ends up getting involved and they end up sending her to what's called a uh, friend friendland. So kind of like Disneyland, <laughs> but the effed up version of it where you about to be uh brought into a cult. And so yeah, so she ends up getting put on the bus. This bus going to friendland. And uh, and we learn at Friendland, they're teaching, of course, that, hey, Kenji, them are just monsters. They're horrible. And so through this experience, we end up encountering who we think is just some creepy old dude. Uh, but we end up finding out that it's actually, um, what's his name? Uh, shoot, I said his name earlier. Forgive me, y'all, for I keep on forgetting people's names, but it's like so many characters to keep up with, uh, Yoshizune, who's on the cover, because supposedly him and, uh, and Maru supposedly died on the night of the event, but no, uh, Yoshizune, he has just been in hiding undercover within this friend land because they have all this brainwashing stuff. They also have this, like, VR game where you're going around killing everybody from from the Kenji faction and stuff. And uh yeah. And through this, uh Kana, she ends up like looking around the room because she ends up finding out or she ended up sneaking in some headphones as like a way to try to like keep her sanity. But as soon as she puts them things in, the one of like the council ladies comes in and is like, hey, no, 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 you can't have that. And ends up taking it from her. And so this is where uh, Koizuma, she's like, okay, clearly the room is bugged. And so she ends up finding a little scribble of writing behind a picture frame that just says, help me. And so this is basically where, she, like I said, where she ends up uh, coming into contact with uh, Yoshizune because one night she tries to run away and he ends up grabbing her and taking her to their like underground facility or sneaking them out because he has like an underground route to get her out of there. And so basically he ends up telling her that like, Hey, you're in it now. <laughs> you're part of our group now because there, there's no going back to a normal life now, you know, now, now that, you know, you've gotten involved in researching for, you know, Kenji them. And so basically he ends up training her and teaching her like how to pass the test and stuff because, uh, cause basically there is a test that, or there's like a bonus stage in the VR game that you only get if you are one of the top three that places in this camp and basically she, he wants her to place in the top three so that he can kind of get more research or more intel of like, okay, what's going on? What is in this bonus stage? And so this is kind of where things end up getting really freaky because in the bonus stage, she ends up getting taken back to Kenji them when they were kids. And at the same time, this is going on. Uh, Yoshizune, he is looking at this piece of paper from like the last person that he tried to help, you know, 
uh, find out information or whatever. And it just has a scribble that says, you know, I met my friend and we played. But it's not until later on that they end up finding out that there was like a secret message hidden on this paper that you can only see when you had it up to like to the light a certain way. But, um, but anywho, um, yeah, uh, yeah. Koizumi, she ends up going into this VR game and she ends up meeting the friend as a kid. And so it's kind of crazy, like how realistic this like VR game and stuff is. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's so realistic to the point to where she's actually like able to like talk to Kenji them and they're like replying and stuff like that. I don't know how, how advanced this freaking technology is considering like it's what i guess like well i guess it's 2014 but still kind of wild how they put this freaking weird game together but basically it all cultivates to this like haunted mansion that they end up going to and this is where we start to get that vital piece of information um that says that has on that little note that says hanging hill and so basically this is where Yoshizune ends up figuring out that like, no, the point of the game or part of the game is you end up seeing the friend's face. And so basically the, the, the volume ends with, uh, with Yoshizune rem remembering that in all this, you know, he ended up seeing behind the mask of the friend. Uh, and so basically there is like, it's the friend and somebody else like hiding behind this curtain or whatever. And like I said, this is where, uh, Yoshizune ends up realizing like, no, like basically if she ends up seeing who's behind the mask, she's done for. Um, because he remembers like in the past when he has gone in after people have done the bonus stage, that there's been like a lot of blood to clean up. And then he realized that it's because in the game, they saw the friend's face and nobody should ever see the face. And so that is like the big cliffhanger that we end up leaving the volume off with. And so, yeah. <laughs> so I, I am very curious, you know, because yeah, cause it ends off where he is running towards and he's like, if she sees the friend's face, she'll be killed. And we just see the last shot of her peeking behind the curtain. And so I really hope this poor little girl doesn't end up getting killed because that would be very heartbreaking. But, uh, but yeah, um, but yeah, we, we get, like I said, we get a lot of truth behind, like what happened on Bloody New Year's Eve. We get this young girl roped up into things. We learn that Yoshizune is still alive, but he's just older. And now it's just like, okay. Is more of the friends. Heck, is Kenji still alive? Is what I want to know as well. But um, yeah, I, I'm excited to find out if this young girl sees the face, and if she does, is is what's probably going to get there in time to save her, or is he going to be too late, or is he going to end up dying saving her? You know. But um, but yeah, awesome volume. Like I said, from from the escape of Shogun them to finding out more stuff about Kami-sama to this young girl getting involved to finding out that he is still very much alive and stuff. And yeah, so I hope y'all enjoyed, you know, this, this next round of the kind of walkthrough, read through, you know, of, of this series, but yeah, I'm still very loving it. And once again, I'm just like very curious, like, like how, how much crazier things are going to get because we're only on book four of 11. 
and uh and not counting even the 21st century one but like i have a feeling just like so much more crazy stuff is going to happen so much like more details and stuff is going to be brought out but um yeah exciting stuff suspenseful stuff but i think that's going to do it for this kind of like read through review but yeah like i said i just loved it and yeah but that's gonna do it for for this one as always you know if like i said at the top make sure to follow subscribe like share you know let me know what y'all think of this you know if, if y'all are reading along with me or if y'all have read the series you know let me know what y'all think of it um like i said of course please don't spoil me past volume four but um but yeah but that's gonna do it for this one Y'all be easy. Y'all have an awesome day. Um, and make sure to, you know, go to dannytotalk.com to see everything I'm doing, to listen to the podcast, all that fun stuff, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And yeah, and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Y'all be easy. Read some manga and have an awesome week. Take care and bye.